This is JB McConville, aka J Business. I don't have any allegiance, I'm just looking for the money. You're listening to the DU Football Show. I tell you what, Mr. McConville had himself a hot take this weekend on uh, on the DU page. Yeah, he did. He's a dickhead for it. We're going to get into that in a little bit. You yes, know that, right? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So, J Business, with all that being said, let's start the show. Football show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and sitting right across the table from me with his big, fat, shiny face in person, yes. Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, it is lovely to see you again, my friend. It is lovely to hear that in person. I know. For once. Finally hear the song. Yes, while we're doing it. Yeah, know what we're actually doing, all the sound drops and everything, because normally in uh, Zoom land, you're just kind of lost. You don't, you can't hear any of it. Yeah, and the hand signals occasionally aren't getting paid attention to. Right. <laughs> That's you know. mostly my fault. Yeah, well, but... it's, it's normally because your face is over looking at the, other, at the other screen, looking at your notes, and then yeah. it's like, ugh. Uh, it's rough doing the old Zooms, uh. but... Um, yeah, we're back together. Well, we've shared a golf cart now together twice. We're probably going to share a golf cart again this week, a third time. Yep. Uh, fuck it. We're, we're together. We're doing the show. That's all there is to it. So, yeah. we are recording at Excuse Studio me. H. Sorry about that. No that, worries. It was, that was the vape. It was the, I yeah. swear to God, it was the vape. <laughs> <laughs> Did nobody get upset. It's the vape. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. All three of us here live. It's beautiful. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe. Rate, review, and most importantly, share with your footballing friends. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Of course. On all the social medias, it's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at DU Football Show. Um, and then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Excellent. Been appreciating all the correspondence so far. It's been really great. And, uh, you know, got a whole topic this week out of it, too. So it'll be nice. Yeah. And um, we'd love you to share with your friends, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let everybody know. But the biggest thing is I've noticed is we, if we, you search Drunkard United on iTunes, mm-hmm. doesn't show up. Oh, we've got to work on D-U that. DU Football Show. Yep. Search DU Football Show. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Well, and the more reviews and the more five stars gets us further up the charts as well. So that always helps. Yeah, definitely. And Rate and review. We're doing, we're doing well with the downloads. We could do better, but we're, we're doing all right, you know. And now we just need your guys' help to push us a little more forward. And, you know. That's it. Been fun chatting with you guys over this quarantine time, though. That's for damn sure. So. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, um, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sam, we're finally sharing the same bottle of whiskey again. What are we drinking this week? Uh, so we are drinking Kayo Japanese whiskey. Close. Um, Kayo. Kayo. Damn it. Uh, for once, you pronounce something 
hey, I, correctly, and I did and not. you notice I didn't rub your face in it like you do to me. <laughs> I just went ahead and gave you a quick that's, help with correction. Fine. I gave made you the assist. Of, I made fun of myself. It's how teammates should work together as no, opposed to going, fuck, that. fuck you, push me out of bounds. No, fuck that. We're, uh, we could call me the, the teammate version uh, of this partnership here. Mm-hmm. I'm the Eric Cantonal. Oh, very Let's good. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, I'm the cunt. Okay. Let's start there. Got it. Um, so 86 proof uh, Kayo, uh, Japanese whiskey, uh, came in this year number 14 on Whiskey Advocate's Top 20. Yep. Um, you can find it for $55 to $60 on the shelf. So this is one of those Mizunora Oak uh, whiskeys that come out of Japan. Kind of like that Glendalock uh, 13-year-old one-off that we had. That was from Ireland, yep. Yep. Uh, so it, that's a very porous wood. And why don't you give us a little bit on the flavor profile that uh, Mizanora would uh, impart on this whiskey? Uh, typically, a lot of sandalwood in the nose. It really amps up dessert sweetness, so you get a lot of vanilla, caramel, creme brulee kind of going on in it. And to, in comparison to, say, like the Glendalock, which was an Irish whiskey, and although a single malt, this whiskey's a little bit more robust, um, got a little more smoke to it. So it that does. sweet smoke is a really nice combination. And uh, this is also referred to as a tablespoon whiskey. Did you write down the notes on that, Sammy? Or do you want I me did. to? Why don't you go ahead and talk uh, me about s- tablespoon whiskey? So basically a tablespoon whiskey is a single malt whiskey that had intentionally a very small amount, some say maybe a tablespoon, of non-single malt whiskey added to it to make it not a single malt anymore. Precisely. Um, probably for tax reasons. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with it. Yeah. Don't know why else you would do it. Proprietary, because remember, this is somebody, this is another distillery in Japan selling to this to this group. Fair so, enough. So, you know, you don't always want to necessarily have your name on that single malt. Yep. You know, it's, um, it's kind of common practice. But this is actually transferred by bladder. Uh, on a ship mm-hmm. and bottled in Liverpool before it is distributed here in the States. Yep, so it sees a little bit like uh, Jefferson's, the brand you used to represent as well, a little bit of that ocean time as well. Yep. Um, yeah, really good stuff, man. What do you think? It's actually very good. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not normally a huge fan of Japanese whiskey. Uh, so this one, it's a little bit more robust than most, and uh, it's excellent. I like it. Yeah, definitely worthy of its uh, of its ranking in the top 20. That's for damn sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we actually get to cheers in person. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. This does not adhere to the six-foot distancing guidelines. Yeah, we're at best three feet. Did you guys get my COVID, you know, safety memo that I sent out? Shut up, Mr. Government Man. You're not going to tell me what to do. Hit that fucking mute button. It's a free country. (laughs) Except with your mute button. (laughs) The mute button has (laughs) one authoritative source. That (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) That is a flat-out dictatorship. (laughs) Hell yeah, I'm a firm believer in a ruling class, especially since I rule. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Um, it would appear that there is already a speed bump as some players are asking for a minimum of three weeks preparation for uh, for now setting up on either June 19th or June 26th start date, which would be Spurs versus United in a kickoff to restart on a Friday Night Lights game. Going to have an official vote this Wednesday, Sam. Yes, uh, we will have an official vote this Wednesday on moving to... Uh, kind of getting an idea of the start date, but moving towards contact training. Once contact training happens, you can then start the season a few weeks after that as players become fully yep. fit and get sharp again. Uh, so almost like a mini preseason, if you will. Yeah, and a precisely. lot of these players should have been preparing for the season to restart while they've been in isolation as you have been allowed to leave the house for exercise. I know Jack was exercising. <laughs> exercising is right to drink. Um. So... <laughs> <laughs> and steal people's shoes. 
one of someone's pair of shoes. Uh, it, it, to wear different shoes and run, it actually adds a different uh, terrain feel. So works out one leg more than the other. He he can't want, let one calf get bigger, so he switches yeah, the shoes. It's, it's all I part of his it. process. Don't judge him. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, so they'll have that vote. If that vote moves forward, then phase two of the plan can begin of Project Restart. And then hopefully we'll get phase three, which is actually playing some fucking games. Yeah. What they're basically saying is that you're going to get five to six weeks to finish, to figure out these last uh, nine to ten games remaining. Right. So there will be doubled up where you play on a Tuesday, Wednesday to a Saturday, Sunday. Right. Which would also then allow for August to finish the UEFA competitions. Right. The Europa League and the Champions League as they still plan on doing currently. Um, the only thing I did not see is how they plan on finishing the FA Cup at the moment. Right. Oh, and that was going to be a, a question I was going to ask you, not necessarily the FA Cup, but when do you start next season? So this year was supposed to be the Euros. The season was going to be sort somewhat delayed anyway. So I don't think that's going to be an issue necessarily. I think the problem is going to come in how UEFA treats the and the British government then treat those European games. Right. Does Manchester City, if they have to say they have to go to Germany to play in the, cha- like, say, for instance, they decide to do neutral venues. They have to go to Germany to play. Does the British government force them to quarantine for 14 days when they get home? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one. Right. So can you restart the season at the same time? I don't know. The, of course, there's, I think they're the only English team left in the Champions League, right? Uh, yeah, I believe that's true. Chelsea's out. Spurs are not out. No, Spurs are out, right? Spurs are out. Yeah. Chelsea's out. United's out. Yeah. United lost. Yep. Yep. They're all out. Yeah. Everyone's out but City. Yep. Just City. Liverpool lost to Atletico while we were there. What, what did Liverpool do? Sam? They lost to Atletico. Okay. So what, what happened? They lost to Atletico. So, so they're not going to be able to win the Champions League, No, right? they aren't. Okay. I just wanted to hear that again because so, it really sounds nice. The... The thing is, is if they have to go overseas to play those games, which inevitably they'll have to do one time, right? when they get back, what does the government force them to do? So that's just going to pile up fixtures. The other thing is the Euros from this summer got moved to next summer. Right. So next season has to be finished by a certain time. It's got to be done by May, right. like it normally is. So then they could proceed with the Euros. It's, that part of it's a little up in the air. So I don't know. Season would have been ending about a week ago. Would have last week would have been the FA Cup final last weekend, and the yeah, weekend before right. that would have been yep. the final weekend of the season. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So we'll see. I I would imagine they would start in September um, anyway. Give the players another couple of weeks to train prior to. They'll have to have some sort of a transfer window. Right. Well, there's also already been multiple pops on uh, COVID nineteen positive tests as well. Correct. Um, not too too many, but. Yeah, and uh, more than Germany did, but I don't think it's even in the teens. Right, but it's also that was expected to happen. Absolutely. You should have expected that that was definitely going to happen. Yeah, so I think you might just see more midweek games towards the end of next season. They're going to have to do that. Yeah, or or potentially um, instead of like replacing, because the Euros qualification should be complete by this October, there's still, I think, two rounds to go. You get that done in the international breaks and say, fuck the international breaks in March. Yeah, no warm-ups. Sorry. Yeah, no screw warm-ups. all that. Or screw the international break in November, whatever it was. Like, I think it's September and October, isn't it? Yeah. So screw the international breaks. 
Don't do it. Uh, but you got to do those to you get finished, the qualifying. You finish right? the qualifying rounds. Once that's done, no more national, no more uh, international breaks. <laughs> Allow the clubs to use that time to fill in. I see uh, they also have the two weeks built on for the the winter break now. Yep. Screw the winter break. You're just gonna have you know if you have to finish the games, and by the time the Euros happen, then you're gonna have to play the games. Well, couple that too with the fact that let's face it, they've had a longer break currently with the COVID shutdown than they would normally have in a off season. They've already had more time off. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So if, if people are like, oh, well, they got to play a really long season, it's very daunting on the body. Well, most of these players play year round all the time, anyways, especially if they have international duty. And there's really, they've got the break right now. They, they're, they're taking a break. They just they just finished taking a nice long break. Right. They and didn't all, get to go anywhere. They didn't get to get to go to Dubai, but they had a they had a nice break. Yeah. Exactly. Now you have a couple of notable players, Angola uh, Conte and Troy Deeney have both come out and flat out said, got no interest in coming back. I don't know why Conte, I didn't see that one, but Deeney has a very, like a four month old son. With a respiratory problem, correct? Right. Yeah, just got, I think was born in January uh, and does have a respiratory problem. So um, it's obviously completely understandable <laughs> that he doesn't want to play. Yep. Um, I did not see Angolo Conte's reason, but that man has one of the strongest worth work ethics, I'm sorry, in world football. There's no way that he wouldn't have a legitimate reason for not wanting to come back. Very true. Even if it's just, I'm fucking scared. You know, I he would be honest about it. Which and, is fair. And that's a very, it's, that to me at least is a valid reason. I mean, no one knows what this thing and everyone is entitled to their opinion on it unless you're wrong. Uh, if a player says, look, I don't feel confident. <laughs> I know. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't feel confident <laughs> coming back to play. Yep. You, now you need to understand your pay will reflect that. Yeah, absolutely. But but, but if you don't want to play, you should not have to play. There's nothing that should should force you to do it. And there's there, people have been talked about a clause being inserted into this project restart where players can opt out. When they just say, "Don't want to do it, don't want to risk it." The problem is going to run into is what if half of Norwich <laughs> wants to opt out? And they can't play the rest of their games because they don't have a squad to field. Then pull some youth academy up because you're going to have to play games. So you're going to force the kids to go out instead? That or you, or you forfeit games. If you're not going to take the pitch, you forfeit games. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, you still you still have to be able to field a team. And if you can't field a team, it would apply just like any other rules. You know? Well, let's get you on the phone with the Premier League and uh, you can make that point. Heard. Very good. I could work on that for you. Now... The championship has followed suit. They are, we are going to get this season done. Obviously, recognizing that the point of promotion is just way too much money to walk away from. You have to give those teams the opportunity to get promoted to the Premier League. Yes. So that's definitely going to happen as well. The uh, lone holdout, though, now currently, because League Two said, we're not going to do it. We're done, is yep. League One. League One is 50 50 down the middle. Clubs are split completely as mm-hmm. to whether or not to finish the season. I, can't, I think his last name's Fry, the guy that's in charge of the Football League, mm-hmm. is pleading for the Premier League to help out the EFL clubs who are going to, especially those in League One and Two, who are going to face a tremendous financial problem as a result of all this time off. Oh, yeah. Well, even if they start playing games again, they're not making any money off those games. Right. It's costing them money to do those games. Exactly. It could literally decimate their... It could uh, bankrupt them completely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So there's... And the Premier League so far is held out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad form on the Premier League. Because especially considering you look at, like, the FA Cup and the League Cup games where they work with these teams and they give their teams the gate when they come play in their building, you would 
think that they would go ahead and uh, bless you, Sammy. Big Thanks. News. I've uh, got some Producer Tito's uh, hand sanitizer for you here. Graham. Look at Thank that! Thank you very much. Oh, it's really, it's really, it's, it's ma- not as yeah. thick as neutral the other grain kinds. spirit. That. Yeah, it's just. Oh, so it's just straight up alcohol. Yeah, no, g- it's it's mixed with soap and stuff. Like you would make it hand says, sanitizer. Do not drink and yes. dig. because it's yeah, yes, it it's safe lot. for hands. Okay, That's some good old GNS right there, baby. Going to be. Yeah, there we go. Very thin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Game on. Sorry. Yeah. So, like I said, you would you would think the you fucking would, You would think that they already help. <laughs> oh my God! Did you just? <laughs> yes. That's a first, boys and girls. It is a first. Sam Graham has told she, producer Mel to hit the fucking mute button. She told me yeah. to carry on very condescendingly. <laughs> you guys had read my three-page memo on new studio COVID policy. This would not be an issue. My memo is one sentence. My balls. Hit the fucking mute button. <laughs> or, or as, or as our boy uh, Whiskey Dick would so eloquently say, "Hit the fucking mute button," which is brilliant. Yeah, I need that isolated, by the way, so I can just tell you to whiskey it, and you can just hit that sound. There's oh, yeah. no I'll reason right why you it. need to be talking right now. <laughs> Less talking, more mute. All right. So, Sam, like I said, you, it, it seems surprising. The Premier League typically helps these clubs, and the right now to be completely radio silent is bad form on their part. Right. I think part of them holding out is waiting to see if the season actually goes on, if they're going to have to return television money, if they're going to... They might not have the money to do it if they got to return that. No. So I, th- I don't think they want to commit to anything until they know their coffers are full. Right. Precisely. Is the question. It's also, I mean, I- as minimal as it is in terms of their budget, it is going to cost them a- a tens of millions of pounds yeah. to not have fans in the stands. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, for, for those League One and League Two... You, you need you need the butts in the seats because there aren't cameras at very many games. There's only cameras at a few games. And it'll normally be like towards the end of the season. Like when we were out at Pompey, it was because all of League One purposely played on Tuesday night because there's no football on Tuesday night. So it was an opportunity right. for a couple of teams to get on TV and have a little bit of a TV deal. That being said, like, Teams like Sunderland and Portsmouth. Now, Portsmouth's been down for a while, had gone through administration and everything, and is working their way back up. But they're still a relatively historic club within what is English football. Mm -hmm. And then you couple that with Sunderland, who Sunderland cannot afford to be in League One another season. They need to get promotion. They need to go up, yeah. Like, championship, at least games get televised. There's at least TV money. There's something. Right. You can't keep dwelling away in League Two in a stadium of their size and the expenses that it just costs to run that club, they ain't going to last much longer if that keeps up that way. No, they won't, especially if they can't find a new backer. Um, and old Stewie's looking on selling, so... We'll and maybe old happens. Mike's looking to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I would shit a brick oh. if that happened. His name is Stuart Donald, right? Yep, could, it was yeah. Stuart Donald. Yeah, old Stewie. Yep. All right, good. Yeah, so hopefully Mike Ashley buys Sunderland. I, that would be brilliant. And buys them on a cheap too, like eleven, twelve million out of his three hundred fifty million deal, and shows shows up in a gold plated rolls and doesn't give the club a dime. I would fucking die. Well, It'd then be absolutely hysterical. Then all Newcastle fans would love him because he was destroying their bitter rivals. Oh yeah, you know. But it would just be hysterical. Yes, Sammy. You uh, ended prematurely there. I had something I didn't tell you about. Oh, okay. uh, something we should mention, you know, as as per our uh, our woke contract. Okay. Um, the women's super league has decided to close up shop for the season. I don't know if you saw this. 
Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, in England. Um, the decision on points per game or just using the current standings is still to be taken, and here's what makes it interesting. Manchester City women are on top with 40 points from 16 games, but Chelsea are in second place on 39 points of 15 games and would have a better points per game average, thus leapfrogging Manchester City for the title. So the title still hangs in the balance. Um, Arsenal uh, women are on 36 points from 15 games, which is annoying because if we were able to play that game in hand, we would be tied with Chelsea and we'd have to share the title. But they're not going to let them play that game, of course. So a little annoying for us, but we understand it. it you know, we get it. It's fine. Right. And we've won so much in the women's game that, uh, that we could let somebody else have a turn for once. Um, <laughs> the Everton women are completely mediocre, just like the men, sitting in seventh place out of 12 teams uh, from 14 games. And after that dig, I'll give you the entire reason I brought this up, is the Liverpool women are dead last in 12th on a dreadful six points from 14 games. So that sexist lot clearly only cares about their men's side. Very well said. I'm glad. I'm, okay. See, at first I was just figuring you were putting it in there to try to work in some pro-Arsenal agenda, but it was also to take a dig at Liverpool. So. And you. Because oh. y'all oh, are I, just flat mediocre also. Seventh place out of 12 teams. Um, <laughs> Dead uh, center. Kind of like mil- the boys team yeah, too, though. That's what it? I'm saying. Yeah. All of Everton if, is just blah. If, nah. I, recall, <laughs> if I recall correctly... Uh, a lot of the English Women's World Cup team were all Everton players, and after that World Cup, they all became Chelsea and Arsenal players. And would they win? Not what well, they came in third, right? Well, they as were third we, place. I don't know, but as we'll, uh, they're known for. Yeah. Sometimes you remember second place. Yeah, they but all they. <laughs> most of the time, you only remember the winners. <laughs> a, like a good percentage of that squad was was Everton ladies, yeah. and they all ended up going to Arsenal and Chelsea because. They're the clubs with a little bit of money to, oh, yeah. to spend in, in the Premier League. So uh, We'll come on to accolades later and why <laughs> accolades are important. Heard. Very nice. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit, since we were already talking about Mr. Uh, Mike Ashley, dumpster fire uh, in a fireplace, puking everywhere, just fucking shit show, never any possible that he is. So no <laughs> news is good possible. news. <laughs> uh, no news apparently is good news in the Newcastle takeover. It has been rumored that the league has approved the sale, although there is still nothing confirmed officially. Right. It's still not um, being reported widely by everybody. It's a, a couple of websites are saying that, uh, that the Premier League has approved it um, at this point. I think part of the problem with that is, is most of the news is around Project Restart, and most of the conversations are around Project Restart. <laughs> Fuck Newcastle's takeover. Nobody cares at the moment. We just want to get back playing football again. Right. Well, I mean, to the Newcastle fans, they care because they want to hurry up and know that Ashley's out the fucking door. Exactly. Uh, and they could start doing things. Noticeably clear that it's going to be Stavely as the mouthpiece. Now, do 100%. we do we think the the Saudi ownership is going to be seen, not heard? Like, they'll come to games and that's about it? That's all we're going to hear from, well, from the Prince? If you want to be seen, not heard, use knives. <laughs> I heard. I'll say that. <laughs> but yes, it, she is going to be not guns, Mel, because guns are loud. Um, she, <laughs> get it? Yes. So she thumbs up. <laughs> so uh, no. On a serious note, yes, Amanda Stavely is going to be the one in the press. I believe um, you're going to want er, everybody's going to want to in terms of the press talk to the Saudis. I doubt they will get in front of the camera very often, mm-hmm. other than to say something along the lines of "lovely performance by the boys today," yeah, or "I hope performances improve soon." Right. Well, hopefully they don't say that because that'll lead to a lot of speculation too. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. It, it'll be just quick one-liners. I don't think they're going to get out and give a fucking you know 
30 minute, 40 minute like press Joe conference. Linton, do not go to a hotel in Turkey. Do not yeah. go to a hotel in Turkey. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, an uh, embassy. Do not go to the embassy in Turkey. Yeah. Do not go to the embassy in Turkey. Steve Bruce still auditioning for his job. Yes. Uh, still, even though he has contracted the current owner, or current owner, current, uh, current <laughs> manager of Newcastle United. Yep. And I believe you had something else to say well, about the management situation. Rafa being heavily linked, <laughs> heavily linked. Apparently a little bit of Pochettino as well, but... but Rafa come out and said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to go back to Newcastle if they get new owners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and, the dumpster fire continues. Of course, the continuous carousel of everybody that's going to be coming to the club has yeah. continued. Although this sounds a little more likely to me because I don't think... I don't think very wealthy clubs that have very valuable assets are going to go, oh, Newcastle House now has money. I'm going to sell to them. But the two that they were talking of are ex-Everton uh, youngsters, Ross Barkley and John Stones. Now, those are ones, honestly, Sam, I could put a little bit of credence in that kind of a rumor because Barkley's not getting time, and especially with the advancement of the young players on Chelsea, he's not going to get time. And Stones is completely out of favor in that defense. Not consistently, Barkley won't get time. The question is, is can Barkley's ego sustain that step down? Because <laughs> it was his ego that made him leave Everton in the first place. Yeah, I think he'll appreciate playing. Um, this, you, you see that a lot with players when they go up and then they discover, oh, shit, I don't play at all. And Why hasn't he yet? He's been there for like four years. Uh, changes of managers and the, and the like, and he seems to get playing time right at the right time each time. With them, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I would honestly I would tip him more for somebody that is on the cusp. You know, somebody like even a Sheffield United, even though he's not that industrious, he could be that playmaker in that team. Oh God, yeah. And they, you know, seem to have a a, a plan and an idea as to how to perform as they currently sit in the Europa League places. Where Newcastle just it's it's. We, we call them a dumpster fire, and they are. And what I didn't realize was that dumpster contained gasoline and turpentine also. <laughs> so now that thing is about to fucking explode. <laughs> um, and with all the people linked to the club, honestly, only maybe 2% of those players are actually in the running for, potentially even going there in right. the first place. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it <clears throat> happening. I see Ross Barkley... I think he's got a grandiose view of himself, unlike Jack Rodwell, who it was very plain to see was only after money, and that was it. Right. I think Barkley's got a, a grandiose view of himself, and I think he'll want to stay at the biggest club he can, uh, and he'll take he'll happily be a bit part player versus okay. going down and being the main guy and getting called out week in, week in, week out by the press for underperforming at a shit team. Right. Well, one would say that the money's not going to make them a shit team anymore. Rafa's well, I mean, not going to make them a shit team That's anymore. true. But I think his ego will wait for two seasons when they finish in sixth or finish and in eighth. And then go play. And then make that jump. Yeah, then he'll be too old and they won't want him. Correct. No. And then I, he will have missed the boat. I would I would say, honestly, I think Stones would actually be a very good fit for that team. I think he would, too. Plays, plays in a three-back system, you know, uh, likes to control the ball with his feet. You know, I, I, think, I think the the pressures of playing for city have gotten to him because he's prone to the optimist often mistake. Like he'll make one or two mistakes a game. Unfortunately at a place like city, you're not allowed to make one mistake a game. Right. You're not allowed to, Correct. especially if that one mistake equates for goal. And he may have only made four mistakes in a season that counted for four goals. 
but that's it. it it's unacceptable. Uh, look how much Cla- look how much Claudio Bravo's played in the last season and a half. Yeah, precisely, <laughs> precisely. Yeah. So I wanted to take a little bit of time to chat about a few things going on in the DU community, Sammy. Yeah, the meat and potatoes. So first, uh, first one I want to say is had a lovely patio time this week talking with uh, Roger from the uh, Carolina Toffees. That was a really great night. It was a great night. No, it was a great morning. night. It was a long night. <laughs> and it made for an even longer round of golf on Sunday. Oh, God, did it ever. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was a, tough. That was a nice, long, 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 long uh, patio time. But uh, definitely, guys, if you, you we're going to keep doing them on Saturdays right now. So keep joining us. And we just sit around and bullshit about everybody's teams and, and smoke some cigars and drink a little whiskey and uh, have a good time and sometimes stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning chatting with people. Yep. Oh, now... The big one in the Drunker United FC closed group on uh, yesterday, one Mr. J Business put up the following. J Bullshit, as I like to call him. <laughs> um, it was happy birthday to uh, Eric Cantona, and he said, since Ken is too afraid to share his post in this group, I will bow to your king, Prince Terrier. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Sammy. All right. Let's start. Where, where should we start? Let's start with uh, appearances, goals for both club and country. Okay? Okay. Eric Cantona, club appearances, 439. Uh, goals, 165. Appearances for his country, 45 appearances with 20 goals for a grand total of 185 <laughs> uh, career goals. Okay. Uh, Thierry Henry, 581 appearances, 284 goals. Not even in the top 20 for appearances in the Premier League. There's seven players from United that have more appearances than him. Go who? ahead. Um, I can pull them all up for you. No, of who? I'm, Not no, Cantona. I'm, I'm just talking about Manchester United in general just to fuck with you. More than Cantona? No, more than uh, Henry. More than Henry, right. But we're comparing two specific players mm. based on a delusional, a delusional Trump tweet. In that our, doesn't matter. In our DU page here. Oh, it Doesn't matters. Matter. It matters big time. And goals. Two, and 284 goals, goals. Goals. He was number six on the all-time list. Of where? Uh, for the Premier League, right? Uh, Henri. Yeah. Number six. That's not right. number one, is it? So, no, it's not it's number lot, two or number three either, which are both higher, Manchester United players, but right? it's a lot higher. It's number two on the foreign assets list. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not even in the top ten for assist. And, God, Wayne Rooney's top 10 in both assist and goal. So clearly, I mean, maybe not Cantona, but Rooney's clearly a better player than Henry. So 228 goals for Arsenal, which is more than Eric Cantona got in his entire fucking career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 284 goals overall for his club and for his country. Uh, Thierry Henry had 128 appearances for 51 goals and finished as France's all-time leading goal scorer. So that's just on that. Which Also would- helped them cheat to get into a World Cup because he's would- a cheater. Which would be because he used his hand against Ireland. And it's the referee's the responsibility to make the call. My did he? Friend. Did he? Or did he not use his hand and knock the ball it's into the, the referee's goal? Did job. he not cheat? What do he we cheated. always say? He fuck cheated, you! Fuck he? you! Fuck he you! Cheated. Fuck you! Listen, what's the fucking? What do we always say? Play to the goddamn whistle, uh-huh. which he had the wherewithal to do, and it sent Ireland, or it sent, uh, yeah, it sent Ireland crashing out. 
Unfortunate. It's the referee's job to call it. He fell short of doing his job. Thierry Henry did his. Something Eric Cantona couldn't seem to stay on the field to do. Sounds like because he proof- was too busy drop kicking fucking fans. Pro- sounds like proof reason right there why they hadn't invent VAR because Thierry Henry's a cheat. I heard it well, here. What it sounds like is Eric Cantona should have been arrested for what he did against <laughs> Crystal Palace that day. <laughs> yep, big old cheat. And by the way, most importantly, how many uh, goals did uh, Henry score in uh, Cup Finals? Doesn't matter. He's played in cup finals, and Eric Cantona hasn't. He's played in nine cup finals. He has tallied a total of big, whopping zero goals. Goose egg! Yeah, zero goals. Okay. Henri puts teams on his back and gets them to finals. Just can't help him win titles. That's all right. Except we did. Won the same amount of doubles as Eric Cantona. How's the Champions League going for uh, Henri? Oh, that's right. He had, to, uh, pull he, a, he had he, to pull a Kevin Durant and go join the team that beat him and knocked him out of the last year's... Uh, to, not the last, last year, years. the years, the year, his last year at uh, at Arsenal, it was Barcelona that knocked him out, wasn't it? No, no. Well, yes, in the quarters. Yes, thank you. They beat so, him in the final. Can't beat him. Join him. No. Got it. Durant all day. I feel no. you. Just like Durant going anyway. to the Golden State Warriors. All good. Go ahead. Anyway, Thierry Henry's actually won a Champions League. Eric Cantona has not. Yeah, but not with Arsenal. Uh, doesn't matter. Not the point. So let's go back. How many Champions League has Arsenal won? None. Nice. Hey, we're not comparing the clubs. We're I mean, comparing United's these two won players. A lot of them, haven't they? All right, can I, I finish I, this? Oh, please go ahead. You're all. Can good, I man. finish good, this? Good town. You're all good. Major trophies for Eric Cantona: ten. Shit trophies: five. Major trophies for Thierry Henry: thirteen. With four shit trophies. Those major trophies do include <laughs> a Euros, a World Cup, and a Champions League. The three trophies most coveted by European-based players. Eric Cantona did not win those uh, at all. Eric Cantona, I don't even believe, played in a World Cup. In eight years, how many, uh, how many uh, titles did Arsenal win? Two. In that same four out of five years, Cantona and Manchester United won the title and probably, arguably, could have won all five of them. Lost one of them. Well, arguably, the did they win it, though? They won four out of five. Uh, but did they win the fifth? Uh, so they arguably fucking didn't. Okay, so okay. Five, but end of here. story. But hold on here, five, four, four Premier League titles is more than two Premier League titles, right? Doesn't matter. Prince is bound to the king. Her, well, no, clearly. here we go. Ten major trophies. Henri has thirteen overall trophies. If you count the shit ones, Cantona has fifteen. Henri has seventeen. So, yep, Henri bow to the exactly right. The king Henri, Eric Cantona, bow to him, and hey, know Mel. your fucking place, Mel. Mel. He, this is kind of it's actually kind of fun now here we vein? go you see the vein he's got the vein he's got now here, the vein now it's here so we awesome. go it's so great let's move on to individual awards I'm gonna just list real quick Eric Cantona so you can see how fast it goes cool okay uh, now shut the fuck up for this okay a Ballon d'Or third place finish once a PFA players player of the year once a PFA Premier League team of the year once a PFA team of the century <coughs> a uh, Premier League player of the month once PL top assist twice and the football writers association player of the year once ready for Henri's ball on door runner up once third place once well he was in the conversation more than Cantona FIFA world player of the year silver award twice Cantona didn't win any uh player uh, uh professional F- uh, football association player p- players player of the year twice once more than Cantona PFL uh uh, PFA PL team of the year six times four times more than Cantona PFA team of the century same accolade <laughs> PFA player of the season twice to Cantona's once 
Actually, Cantona never won the PFA uh, Player of the Year. Sorry. So two more than him. Football Writers Association Player of the Year three fucking times. Three times more than Cantona. Premier League Golden Boot four times. Top assist provider once, uh, which Cantona did have one more than that. Uh, Premier League Player of the Month four times. The European Golden Boot twice and the UEFA Team of the Year five times, which Cantona was never mentioned in. Sorry if it took up too much time to list Thierry Henry's CV. And there were many more awards for both players that I didn't deem impressive. They were like little bullshit awards. But also Thierry Henry made uh, French Football of the Year five times to Cantona's once. So his own country didn't even like him. Oh, you were talking. Yep, I was. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's all right. The masses, just, the masses now have the information, my friend. The masses have the information. This is fake news that they shared on, on my beloved page. And both of these two. Oh, also, Wikipedia lists fucking Cantona's job. Yeah? As an actor first before footballer. It was brought to my attention that Wikipedia is not a valid source. I said, fine, you're right. Except for the fact that I think it's a more telling situation that Eric Cantona himself can edit it and chose not to. So what does he rate being more, an actor or a former professional footballer? I think he rates himself being a badass motherfucker. Oh, that's right. And he while Thierry Henry was winning the World Cup, Eric Cantona played for the France beach team. Congratulations. What, what was he doing while uh, Henry was cheating to uh, help France advance? Uh, jerking off, <laughs> making another... Terrible indie film. So as I told you, uh, nine cup finals, zero goals for Henri. Let's go ahead and just do a quick comparison. Didier Drogba, uh, striker of... We're not talking about Drogba. Not part of the conversation. Ten goals in ten ten finals. Mel, cut that out. Um, Not talking about that. Okay, then let's talk... not comparing him. Let's talk about him. In 23 appearances against Manchester United, five Champions League games, Terry Henry and Arsenal were one, three losses, one draw. He had zero goals in those games. In the Champions League, okay. In 14 league Premier League games, Arsenal won three, lost five, and drew six. He had only eight goals in those 14 games. Okay. In the Community Shield, they were one. You have Cantona's record for those games? No, I just got Well, then there's Henry. nothing to fucking compare to. My job to. is to talk to Henri. Nah, That's th- it. There's nothing to compare. You don't have a job in this. Yeah, 23 I listed everything that was said. In 23 appearances, there was six wins. It's cute that, like... I let you talk. The, like I let you go on for a diatribe of at least a good twenty minutes. Actually, there. the entire and, the entire first part of it, all you did was talk shit. Um, twenty three appearances with six wins, eight losses, nine draws, and only nine goals in twenty three appearances against Manchester United. So, and uh, you know, I gotta I gotta say, I'm pretty convinced by everything that the guys told me. I think I think definitely Henri is uh, is a second class citizen to the ballerness that is uh, Eric Cantona. Did Eric Cantona? star in a movie called Porn in the Hood. Sounds like Eric Cantona. I His greatest ever this. achievement, Eric Cantona's greatest ever achievement. Okay. Was, was being a smooth-ass motherfucking pimp that loves the pussy. No. <laughs> was was starting off the Joga Benito him. commercials for Nike. That was his greater ever, greatest ever achievement. And the last thing I want to say, the last thing I want to say, and I know you can get behind this, and this is the nail in the coffin. This is case closed, okay? <laughs> beyond even the trophies of mm-hmm. 17 to 15, beyond the trophies and the three most coveted prizes in all of world football, beyond that stat that's in Thierry Henry's favor, the one thing Thierry Henry never did was play for fucking Leeds. <laughs> we're not... No, oh, no, I'm done, bitch. That's no, it. There's no that's pause. Na- I segment. told you. Nail in the fucking coffin. It's we're, done. We're going into the next part, but you also have proven to me now that... <laughs> 
No, because we're still not done talking. Remember, we got to talk about rice and his fucking. Oh, that's another section. No, it's it? not a whole section. It's because yes. Mike is part of this. 2012, the movie's called Porn in the Hood, and he played the football coach. Basically, I Eric Cantona is the footballing version of to, Screech. I will need to look this one up. Like, he said over 30 movies. He's a badass motherfucker Holy is what he is. shit. You need to recognize him. You don't recognize he's going to drop this. kick you in the front of the fucking chest. Yeah, find me. Break your fucking ribs. Come you won't here. be able to handle it. Is the movie Looking for Eric about Eric? I don't know, but Email I want to look. Email the show, Cantona. I'll, I'll give you my address. So, But the other thing, since we're talking about all the numbers, I've come to the realization that, uh, you know, Wayne Rooney's a gr- greater player than uh, Terry Henry then. Because <laughs> he's got better stats. He's got more championships. He's got more titles. He's got more accolades. So, I mean, the only thing he doesn't have is the international stage. And that's just because, well, let's face it, England sucks in the international stage. But he also didn't have to cheat and handball a, uh, a ball in to make sure his team got uh, qualifying for the World Cup. Wayne Rooney was ruined by the English media <laughs> for his international career. Well, the whole team was ruined. Wayne Rooney had a glittering international career, but it was just without any fucking trophies. He is a great player, and he is one of the, one of the best forwards that has ever graced the Premiership. Wow. That, that took a lot of restraint for Sam to say that through his teeth. I didn't say he was better than Henri. Stats would say he is. Uh, maybe. 250 goals for Man U, won it? All right. Let's just move on. That. Let's let's move sure. on to something far more important. Henri's this, never played in the championship cause, cause either. Because this, frankly, I just didn't really give a shit about. I just I reached out to all the uh, all the uh, boys and said, give me give cunts. me mater- you said give cunts me, wrong. Give me material. <laughs> give me material. I want to fuck with Graham. Yes. Can you feel that? The vibrating of the yeah. table? Yeah. That's his leg. Yeah, I know. He's all fire. I told you, the vein. For once, I get pleasure of seeing somebody else <laughs> with the fucking you, vein. Let me tell you something. Like his cheeks are let red. Me tell like you I something. can feel it. It's like I'm kind of scared. If you want to come at King Henri, you better fucking come correct. And doing it with Eric Cantonal ain't the fucking way, mate. Let me tell you that. Okay. Wayne Rooney, you actually have an argument. <clears throat> there are statistical evidence to prove that he may or may not be better player than Thierry Henry. Yeah. Or more valuable to the Premier League or what have you. There is not a fucking snowball's chance in fucking hell that Eric Cantonal can even sit at the same table at, as Thierry Henry at the Professional Footballers Association luncheon every year. Okay. okay. Now we need to get to important things because the beauty of having a show with a national audience okay. is meaning that you can make fun of your friends at their expense and let the whole country hear about it. World friend. We're international, mate. Yes, that's don't, right. Don't sell us short. Oh, world friends. <laughs> Yeah, but our world friends might dress like this, so I'd we be a are the concerned. world. Okay, um, Sam, what do I often talk to you when you wear your three-quarter lengths uh, warm-up pants? What do I normally say to you? Um, I don't. Uh, you, it's the same jibe every time, but I've just learned to block it out. I don't remember. Yeah. Typically, ask you if they come in ladies' sizes. If they or, come in men's sizes. Do, yeah. Do, or did you yeah. bring your balls with you today? All that good kind of stuff, yes. right? Very sexist things, much like Liverpool's women's. Mike team. Rice was wearing Lululemon pants <laughs> in public. He was wearing Lululemon pants in public. I'm serious. Whoa. Yeah, he's a grown ass okay, man. Houston, he's a grown ass man. Houston's blowing his load a load on this one. So I needed to. I complimented his girlfriend Monica. I complimented her pants because I have a pair just like them. They're just they're the Fabletics. Which I is, saw Monica's pants. Yeah. They look nice as well. Great pants. And she goes, "Oh yeah, Lululemon." And then she throws Mike under the bus. Mike's also wearing Lululemon. Isn't your whole outfit Lululemon, Mike? Whoa. And and it's not like the three quarter lengths that are like open. It's the ones with like the scrunchie the that the, the tightens to the 
calf tapered. Even. Yes. Yeah, the tapered but with, joggers. But you know how like Oh, they had that extra elastic piece yeah, at the, the bottom, elastic, like the, jogger pants. Had the fucking elastic thing. Oh, that's that's a no-no there, Miguel. So, so I would if, have respected him more had he worn a male romper. Okay, <laughs> because at least then it would have been iron irony. <laughs> yeah, it's his birthday, bitches. <laughs> um, yes. Well, he did celebrate for three days. <laughs> yes, Rice did have a birthday weekend. Now, here's the thing: if you were in your twenties and you told me, "Hey, I wear Lululemon," I'd be like. All right, fine, different time frame, whatever. Mike's a grown-ass man like me, man. Mike's in his 40s, wearing fucking Lululemon. Yep. I just, I'm I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I really am. You know what? You know what I'm going to say? And then I'll let you you tidy this one up. We're all lucky that schools are closed currently. And there was nobody. Perhaps for a younger man, no? (laughs) No, I'm just saying that he... Now appears to me as somebody that might want to hang out in the school. <laughs> a man wearing Lululemon skin tight joggers. Yep, I'm that's, out. That's exactly Can't it. Deal with it. <laughs> Can't huh. deal with it. Oh, well, lovely. Um. Oh, by the way, Mike, happy birthday today. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. The fucking sluts left me down again. Yes, they did. God damn it! I had a Bruce Dortmund sluts double, and. uh uh, they uh, tied rub rest 1-1. I just want to point out how weird my news feed has become because now I am getting Belarusian football articles. Like CNN's covering it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, ESPN. It's now Belarusian has gone mainstream. Well, the I can't remember. if the, I think ESPN's trying to work out a deal for the Korean Soccer League right now. Yeah, to try to get them on Luckily, TV. they hadn't done it yet and With didn't catch the, the sex fans. dolls. <laughs> Dude, that story everywhere. Well, there's a it up. they got fined a ton of money. That's FC ridiculous. Sold. Who yeah. cares? It's such a nothing story. It was like eighty eighty thousand dollars. It's nothing else to talk about. Oh, yeah. There's no <laughs> other sports to really cover except for that Korean baseball Again. and uh, what's it called? Some skins, the Bundesliga now. and then some skins golf that is just yeah. you know not even. Uh, did you see Tom Brady split his pants? No, no. I it, we played our round of golf. I didn't. I didn't come back and watch any I, of it. I didn't see any of it either. It was shared on Twitter. He bent <laughs> down. To, he uh, knocked a ball in uh, an approach shot from a hundred yards, mm-hmm. straight in a hole. It was brilliant. Goes down to pick it up, split his pants. <laughs> Fantastic. What Perfect. was really cool about it though is they had live mics in the cart, uh-huh. and so like Charles Barkley was talking shit because he was having a bad game. Tom Brady. Yeah, and so Tom, right after Charles Buckley was talking shit, Tom Brady did that, and as he's putting his club back, I was like, "Hey, Chuck, 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 shut your mouth, Chuck!" <laughs> Just talking shit back to him. That was pretty good to hear all them banter and, and do that. that it's was great. Nice. It's it's great that golf reminds you you hit a hole in one and then you split your fucking pants. Yeah, like just golf constantly remembering to say. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just yeah. go fuck yourself. All right, <laughs> All right so, so anyway, this you, week. You missed. Uh, Pat hit. Taylor missed as well. So what are you doing this week? This week, uh, I'm going for another double. A big one. Okay. A okay, big double. First, I've got Dortmund beating Bayern tomorrow. Uh, well, tonight, because this okay. comes out on Tuesday. Uh, tonight. Yep. Okay. Um, and then at the weekend, I've got Hoffenheim to beat Mainz. Okay. Because what we've seen of Mainz over the last two weeks is they were not ready to come back yet. No, they are not <laughs> doing well. Their defense is absolute shite. No do so well right now. Yeah. 
So I've got Dortmund to beat Bayern and Hoffenheim to beat Mainz at the weekend. Uh, that will bring me a cool 776. All right. Very good. Yep. Now, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. He should I'm still be feeling fucking hot from that camp. Ah, he I should. He should be feeling pretty good about himself because he won thirty dollars off of us in uh, Nassau this weekend. Might as well go to our good friend. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Riding the favorite train as he hit with um he hit with I think it was Dortmund last week. So was, I'm just gonna keep riding the favorites uh, till I don't hit. So Wolfsburg is playing the favorite Leverkusen. Uh, minus a half goal at 160. I'll risk the 160 to win 100. I'm off to bed to get rid of this hangover. I might have celebrated a little too much last night after having that great round of golf together. I had a blast. Can't wait to see to tee it up with you guys again. Um, yeah, that prick took us to a really fucking hard course and then proceeded to shoot like an 85, where yes. we both shot like damn near close to a buck 20. Yeah, so you and actually, then took you, our money. You were a 118. I was a 119. Uh, no, no, 115. You had 115. You or 115. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. All right, so let's see. So we took... Um, so I'm going to do mine because it's a... I'm going to do... Yeah, I'm going to do mine because that was the lower of the two. So 79 divided by 115. I only paid 68.6 cents per stroke. Okay. Okay. Pat shot an 85, right? Right, 85. No. Nope. Admin on the fly. Yep. It is admin on the fly because I just flip flopped the numerator and denominator. What I needed to do here. <laughs> look at look at Sam with the big words. Uh, not, he paid ninety two point nine cents per stroke. So you got more swings. For I you. got more value. Yeah. Okay. But how about the swings where you just club the club into the ground and hurt your arm because you smack it into the ground or you know, uh, the ball actually that goes a lot the of tree. the shot a lot of those shots there uh, there's only one time it actually hurt. The the ground was fairly soft. To be fair, yeah, I cut through it pretty well. It was not a whole lot of resistance. Well, time to get on to our proxy, Big Sam's proxy, Taylor's lock of the week. How much did we pay for that? Editing, editing. Yes, that's oh. been you. This is the first time you got to hear it live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it looks like Taylor's email has some redacted portions. Yes, I'm like the uh, two redheaded twins in Good Morning Vietnam with the red pens <laughs> just going over top of it. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, don't need to put in his joke about he's lost. He lost his fucking bet. So he's down 26 bucks heading into the week of the two biggest games in world football. Now, Tuesday has, of course, Bayern heading to Dortmund. And he said, given both teams are red hot since the start, they've been winning all their games. He says he's going to give the nod to the home team. So he's going with uh, Dortmund as well, like you are. Then. That's a guaranteed loss then. Next Sunday, the whole of Eastern Europe shuts down as all eyes will be ogling the biggest match in the Belarusian Premier League, the Brest Derby. I do not know much of the magnitude of this match uh, and if it has a fancy name, but in his own little deluded world of junior high maturity, he has decided to call it Da Plastico. <laughs> I was going to go with the Brazier Derby because <laughs> there's two breasts. Oh, he did this whole thing about augmentation and stuff like that. We <laughs> edited that. that they have, no, too many jokes. We got, went ahead and got rid of that one. Tits and giggles aside, Ra <laughs> has done me wrong too many times, so I got to go with the visitors. I've got 100 for Dortmund to win, parlayed with Dynamo Breast to win at plus 445, uh, 545. 
Thanks again, guys. And reminder, at this point, it's just important that we all try our best and have fun. No, it's not. You're disappointing me. You're my proxy. You should be doing better, and you should be fucking winning. Stop disappointing me. <laughs> Spoken like a true Everton supporter. Yeah, well, that's just oh. give it your all. Yeah, well, that's not good enough, damn it. I expect better. Nah. <laughs> all right, well, that was a fun little show. It was a fun show, and... um. I assume you're going to ask me for my parting words now. Yeah, and it's not you're not allowed to do any more Cantona. I'm not. I'm speak. not. I want Ken and JB to know that while I yes and did and will continue to call you cunts, it's out uh, of love. John and Rice too. Oh, they got in on it. Oh yeah, they were okay. in on it. They're too. cunts also, okay. but it's out of love. <coughs> I appreciate the banter. Although next time, come correct with somebody like Wayne Rooney, or. Um, to a lesser extent, because actually it's not correct at all, but Rude Van Nesselrooy. Well, that one, that come one correct was, with Didier Drogba. That, Fine. Was, that one was funny with uh, Van Nesselrooy because they were like, oh, yeah, he's great goal scorer. And I'm like, fucking Yakubu for Everton scored the same number yeah, of Premier League exactly. goals as he has. 100%. I'm aware. <laughs> but Van Nesselrooy actually had a very particular grudge with Henri mm-hmm. that if he ran out, they both played at 3 p.m. on a Saturday, mm-hmm. he would run into the locker room had he scored to see if Henri scored or not. <laughs> Too funny. Oftentimes he had. Now, so he was left bitterly disappointed. Now, the one thing I always love about Yakubu is whenever you talk about Yakubu, you always got to say his tagline. You remember it, Sammy? No. Feed the yak and he oh. will score. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember it now. Actually, former Portsmouth player as well. Yes, he was. Uh, talking about Portsmouth, po- Portsmouth. Yeah, talking about Portsmouth prestige. Now that we've addressed that, and I let them know that I'm still friends with them, and I don't hold any grudges for them being wrong, and I, I do still love them and like them as friends. He called uh, you cunts. He hates you. And I appreciate your banter. I said, but I, I did it lovingly. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the last thing I did want to say before I say goodnight is. Uh, just take this Memorial Day. I uh, hope everybody got a chance to reflect. Um, since everything shut down and slowed down, hope everybody got a chance to reflect on all of the service members uh, that the United States has lost over the years in the many wars that we fought. Um, some worth it, some not so worth it. But uh, regardless, the American military has always answered the call, and inevitably we have always lost people along the way, and, uh, and this day was for them, and I hope people start to realize that. It's not all about hamburgers and hot dogs. Uh, it is about the... Uh, appreciating the solemn sacrifice that so many have made for our, uh, our, our wonderful country. Excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, definitely. And so you're, you're right. We all forget it. And we also always forget. There's always the, uh, ballyhoo of idiots that, uh, thank any actively serving military member today. And it's like, well, I mean, I wrong. appreciate them not dying. <laughs> yeah. No, that's glad, good. Glad you're not dead, you know, yeah. but it's not what it's about. Nope. It's veterans day. That's when we thank the active guys. Correct. Or the ones that have served before that are still with us. And uh, as, as so many uh, of the ones still alive say to the ones that have fallen till Valhalla. Absolutely. Next up, boys and girls, is uh, injury time. More of the same. Just us yelling and screaming. I'm sure Sam is going to fucking lose his mind over the uh, whole bloodbath that was his argument that uh, was proven completely wrong and that Henri is correct. not, not that uh, pretty much a mediocre player. You said correct. Highly, highly wrong. overrated. You also said excellent wrong. All right, so how, um, how do people find our Patreon page? Uh, sure, they find it at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show. 
Uh, there's multiple tiers, as we always tell you. Um, you do get some cool stuff along with it. The main thing, though, is you get this wonderful extra content that we do where uh, all the booze from the main show is flowing <laughs> through our veins, coursing through our veins, and we're a little looser, if you can imagine that. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, give us money. I mean, check it out. Especially when my, <laughs> when, when my uh, lovely wife and producer, Melissa... Uh, Tends to let the mics go a little too long, and it's a two-hour show. And Houston guy, yeah, both dumb, jump, jump, bitch, jump, jump, bitch. All right, those well. that know, know exactly. Hey, producer Mel, you can unmute yourself. Yes, hell of a job tonight. Go Aww. ahead and mute yourself again. What a dick. Till next week, boys and girls. Good